today, Twitter decides to fact check President Trump and Trump uh, threatens to shut social media down. The death of George Floyd and uh, turns out the death rate of coronavirus, very similar to the flu. You're not allowed to say that. But hey, folks, we deal in truth here at the News and Why It Matters. We've got a lot coming up and it starts right now. Shut up, yo. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I'm Sarah Gonzalez, today joined by the smart aleck over here, Chad Prather, host of The Chad Prather Show. I'm, I'm, I just leave the smart out. I'll just be the Alec. <laughs> this Alec. This that. Alec over here, yeah. uh, Chad Prather, host of The Chad Prather Show and also uh, host that. of this shirt, this lovely shirt that I'm wearing. Creator. We are the, the essential expendables around here, yeah. so I'm, that's a very fitting shirt for I, you to be wearing. I appreciate it. Where can everyone get that? Watchchad.com. Watchchad.com. You, too, can be an essential human, as mm-hmm. we already know that you are. Uh, also <laughs> joined by the lovely, delightful Amy Robbins, CEO of uh, Alexo Athletica. Howdy. Thanks for being here. And also Eric July, Blaze TV contributor. Thanks for being here. Uh, All right. Got a lot to get into. Let's get to President Trump's Twitter war with Twitter. Usually he's (laughs) in Twitter wars with like other people, but now he's in a Twitter war with Twitter. Uh, So President Trump, of course, his tweets were now deemed uh, conspiratorial. I know that's news that's, you know, ending in, in the word day. Because everyone's always accusing President Trump of uh, dealing in conspiratorial tweets. But uh, he went on to uh, to talk about, um, what was it, voter fraud, mail-in voter fraud. And uh, Twitter decided after a lot of pushback that they needed to start fact-checking the president tweets. So um, what President Trump tweeted was, Republicans feel that social media platforms totally silence conservative voices. We will strongly regulate or close them down before we can ever allow this to happen. We saw what they attempted to do and failed in 2016. We can't let a more sophisticated version of that happen again. Just like we can't let large scale uh, mail in ballots Take root in our country. Take root in our country. Thank you. Uh, Take root in our country. Chad, can you keep going there? Yeah, it would be a free-for-all on cheating, forgery, and the theft of ballots. Whoever cheated the most would win. Likewise, social media, clean up your act now. Thank you. Uh, So he, oh, and then he said, he added, Twitter is now interfering in the 2020 presidential election. They are saying my statement on mail-in ballots, uh, which will lead to massive corruption and fraud, is incorrect based on fact-checking by fake news, CNN, and the Amazon Washington Post. Twitter is completely stifling free speech. And I, as president, will not allow it to happen. (laughs) Bigly. Okay. Uh, so yeah and then he goes on there's no way that mail-in ballots will be anything less than substantially fraudulent blah 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 so um here's here's i think the issue with this is um as he said twitter is now fact checking the president's tweets um take away the fact that you know jerry nadler has said the same thing about mail-in ballots about voter fraud you know many people on the left have said the same things president trump says it and now it's conspiratorial but let's look at uh, michael knowles our friend michael knowles at the daily wire pointed this out let's look at the person who is actually in charge of fact checking the president's tweets uh his name is yoel i believe it's yoel yoel i'm not sure roth mr roth uh, head of site integrity at Twitter is what his Twitter bio says. And uh, just to give you a sense of who this person is, who is determining whether or not the president's uh, tweets are true, here's a tweet from Mr. Roth. 
yes, that person in the pink hat is clearly a bigger threat to your brand of feminism than actual Nazis in the White House. Because that's not conspiratorial at all to say that there are actual Nazis yeah. in the White House with absolutely no evidence to back it up. Chad, what do you think? No one thinks Twitter is unbiased. Nobody thinks Yoel Roth is unbiased. We all know that. Nobody thinks CNN is unbiased. So for CNN to fact check, CNN can't fact check themselves. Mm-hmm. But I will say, when it comes to Trump and his tweets in this regard, I want to call him Karen Trump at this point. <laughs> it's like he's standing in the Walmart complaining to the Walmart manager about this thing. Private company, yes, they adhered. They, Twitter could do whatever they want to mm-hmm. do, right? They can do whatever they want to do. But as a capitalist company... Trump probably brings in about a billion and a half dollars to their company every year. So they would do well to just keep Trump happy because he basically bailed them out mm-hmm. when he became president or before. But, uh, you know, I wish that social media companies would go back to what they originally agreed to and adhere to First Amendment principles. They don't have to do that, but it sure would be nice if they did. Because it. you said that they, they can do whatever they want to do, which is true to a certain extent. To a certain extent. It's a got- publicly traded company. You still have to answer to share in stockholders. But at the same time, they are a free private enterprise. And that's the beautiful beauty of a free marketplace in America. That's the beauty of capitalism. They can do what they want to do. Uh, I just wish that they would play by the rules that they set. But that's what we're seeing from so many people who are unbiased. They make the rules and then they don't play by them. Yeah, Amy. Yes. And I mean, come on, using CNN and The Washington Post to (laughs) be fact checks. I mean, couldn't they at least like maybe throw in something like the heritage, like heritage.org. Like NPR. Yeah. You You know, that they're unbiased. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like, like be a little less blatant about it. Right. I mean, you can go to sites like heritage.org where they've actually identified about twelve hundred cases of actual voter fraud that's mm-hmm. been prosecuted mm-hmm. and you I mean come on like we know it's happening no one is sitting here thinking that by any means CNN telling us that this is never going to happen we don't think that that's real so you know I would like to see Twitter Instagram I would like to see them censor a little bit less mm-hmm. and be a little bit less unbiased but it's not going to happen yeah nope. Eric? Yeah, most definitely. I mean, unfortunately, when he says, like that first thing that he said, which was a boneheaded thing to say, <laughs> if, I mean, what he was saying had maybe some merit with his concern of voter fraud or, or what have you. But unfortunately, stuff like that gets lost when he jumped the shark and he's like, oh, I'm going to regulate him and all this. That's mm-hmm. like he's this uber dictator and I'm just going to stop this social media altogether because how dare they fact check me? Mm-hmm. And that's always been my position when it comes to Twitter and all these other sites that I use. They are free to do that. It doesn't mean I have to agree with it. I call them out in the event that they do something stupid. I do this all the time. Um, and I do think that they do. We do have some sort of contractual obligation, not necessarily so much with Twitter, but certainly with other sites when you look at the terms of service that they have to hold, uh, you know, their end of the bargain as well. Um, and I think they they enforce some of these rules very unfairly and they're, they're not unbiased by any means. But instead of actually addressing that particular issue, instead, he's going off the rails talking about regulating them. And then again, this is where I'm like, well, he loses me almost all the time on stuff like this. He, he says something like that, which is diametrically opposed to what I would think these conservatives actually advocate when it comes to businesses being allowed to do what it is they they wanted. If he just said, you know, y'all are bogus for fact checking me um, that what I'm saying is true. Here's the proof. Let's shed light on the fact that they're they're bogus, right? Let's go ahead and do that. We don't have to sit up here and threaten to regulate them with with state power. That's unnecessary. And come on, guys. 
if Trump really wanted to stop mail-in ballots, he should have been the one to um, offer that suggestion. Right. If he would have just been the one that said we should have mail-in we ballots, they would have shut ballots. that down, yeah. I mean, yeah. ASAP. Okay. So. Yeah, that's a great point. <laughs> uh, use a little reverse psychology yeah. on them. <laughs> and, I mean, so you, you're looking at this headline, and uh, the same day, there's also a headline uh, that federal law enforcement announced that they charged a mail carrier in West Virginia for alleged attempted election fraud. So he got all of these mail-in ballots and he changed them. The mail-in ballots that were given out because of the pandemic, uh, he changed them. And they just charged him with that. So it seems a little odd at a time where federal officials are like, yeah, that's actually happening right now. We're charging people with this uh, to have CNN and The Washington Post go on and say Trump falsely claimed that mail-in ballots would lead to a, quote, rigged election. However, fact checkers say there's no evidence that mail-in ballots are linked to voter fraud. Seems a little weird to, to do that right at the same time that it's literally going on, you guys. It's right here. It's in the news. Fact, somebody needs to fact check somebody. Fact check the fact uh, check. Yes, fact check the that's fact what we check. need. Well, to be fair to the story, for those who don't, who don't know the story, the guy did change them to Republican mm-hmm. votes. Okay, mm-hmm. So... Uh, in Philadelphia, they had a case where they were changing them to Democratic votes. And I know everybody wants to jump on a side and say, see, I told it's you ha- what. Somebody- it's happening all People over the place. People are dishonest. It's happening all over the place. People are dishonest. Yes. You give them an opportunity to do that. Look, I, I was out there. I was out at the, if, you know, whatever Texas Freedom Rally at, spoke at the Capitol Saturday morning, and I'm looking around at some of these folks, and I'm going, y'all are weird. Like, y'all are strange. Yeah, like, I'm scared to know what some of y'all would do to win this election, right? Yeah. And, and I say that in love, but they know. They know they're weird. And I don't trust anybody out there. No. You, give them, you give somebody that kind of ability to, people are thieves, man. Mm-hmm. Well, and it also does go to, to Eric's point, Amy, that, you know, you, you see on both sides of the fence now, there's really no one who is standing up for an objective truth, right? Like an objective, if I believe this is wrong, then I believe this is wrong. If I don't believe in big government tyranny, then we shouldn't be supporting President Trump tweeting out that he's going to regulate the entire world. We should be able to just objectively say, or just say, yeah, I don't like the tweets. But we can't do that these days. We have to just jump on board with every single thing that he says, even when he's talking about really tyranny yeah. to the extent that if the other side did it, Absolutely. we'd be like, be I can't outraged. believe Barack Obama said this. Yeah. It's, it's bizarre it to see that happening on yeah. both sides these days. But, but we don't. And that's why we have the news and why it matters because mm-hmm. that's where we can actually come and call these things out and be very truthful and upfront about, like, look, if we don't agree with a tweet that Trump puts out there, we don't have to be afraid to say anything about it. You know, like, not we're not crime. scared. It's not a crime. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, it's a check this is still America. And we well, can say something. Yeah. Well, it's funny because, you know, Chad, we started off the show. And, Chad, you're like, I feel like he's the Karen of Twitter. And I was thinking to myself, Chad's going to get pushback on this. But he's still voting for the guy. Yeah. Okay. So let me go back. I can so go weird. back. When we were in the other set, I can tell you a year ago, I said, Donald Trump doesn't walk on water. He's not your Messiah. He's not dying for you. He's not the life giver. I mean, a, an airplane could fall out of the sky and land on Donald Trump tomorrow. We're, what are we, you know, the right. world moves on. Right. Uh, and to that, to Eric's point, I agree. You know, Trump is kind of like the old adage, you can skin a fox once and after that it gets touchy. Trump's been skinned so many times mm-hmm. that everything that happens to him, he just comes out punching. Mm-hmm. And I liked when he was, and I think it's starting to cause him to maybe potentially lose 
is bass. Because mm. he was playing 4D chess. He was doing things where he was so many moves in advance. And now this this counteraction, you know, reaction stuff that's going on, I think is really hurting him. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. I mean, that's what I would hope he'd be actually afraid of because his, he's going to drive his base away. I think uh, really this whole lockdown thing has yeah. gotten a lot of people mm-hmm. like, like, wait a minute. Yeah, this is kind of odd. Some of these positions that we claim to adopt, we're seeing this craziness and in and, and action and people are losing their livelihoods over this. I think a lot of people are kind of looking at this, I would hope, more objectively. Um, and yeah, he, he, he's not Jesus. And it shouldn't, no matter if you're conservative or what have you, it shouldn't kill you to be like, OK, that's not right. You know what I mean? If anything, it should be that base that would hold his feet to the fire mm-hmm. to say that's wrong. Um, and that's how you actually get support when you're like, check them, just check them. Like, hey, you know what? Let's dial, let's dial it back a little bit. And I think people would have more respect for the base and more respect for him if that was the case. Unfortunately, before we may have saw a little too much of our he was in the wrong and we felt like just because he's on the opposite side of the leftist, mm-hmm. like, I have to defend him. Mm-hmm. And you don't. You don't. There's no rules that say that yeah, you right. actually have to do that you don't it's okay to be like okay what he did here was okay and i liked it i agree with it but when he said this i don't agree with it Mm -hmm. it's fine it's perfectly fine and to your point uh you know his base really if there was ever a president who was going to listen to his base i feel like it's trump right like he 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 relies on that like that satisfaction of knowing that he's got his people in his corner and i mean thus far there have been other policies that Maybe he's backtracked on and his base, he hears from his base mm-hmm. and you see him kind yeah, was, of change position. We saw that with the gun thing. Like, uh, it was some, yep. uh, what was it that he he was um, talking about? Uh, I can't remember if it was universal background. Check was or it was yeah. And, and, and he was mm-hmm. like he he had like he was seriously considering it. And then a lot of his base was like, no, 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 no. And then yeah. it kind of phased out. He never mentioned it again. The so thing that's with good. The, with exactly. Trump that I don't. I, it kind of just, you know, boggles my mind is none of us really Trump champions certain conservative principles. But I think when it comes down to certain things like um, big government mm. and regulation, he doesn't always fall on the no. side of being conservative with that. Like he right. doesn't champion it. And I think that conservatives for so long have been looking for someone to champion for them and to fight back that they're willing to turn a blind eye to some of these regulations and things that he's actually a proponent of, mm-hmm. forgetting that that's what can get us into more trouble right. than trying to champion certain social issues and stuff like, you know. And right. so I I think we find ourselves in a really scary place when we don't stand up and nope. start, as especially as conservatives. When we see him going against really conservative policies, uh, by wanting more regulation and bigger right. government involvement in our lives. Like, we should be the first ones stepping up and challenging that. Yeah, absolutely. All right, we have got more coming up, including riots happening in Minneapolis over the death of George Floyd. We will get into that. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Keeps. So, if you are uh, one of the men out there who maybe you're, you're sitting on your couch right now and you're like, oh, I got that stupid gene from my, I don't know, what what. Is it your mother's side, your dad's side? I don't know. The male, the male pattern baldness gene. <laughs> that one. Dig too deep. I, I dig too deep. I, 
<laughs> I don't know uh, which, which side it comes from, but maybe you are one of, of many men out there who you have to deal with that and you're embarrassed by it, even though you shouldn't be and you don't want to go to the doctor for it because men never want to go to the doctor for anything. OK, trust me. I know. I see you out there, men. OK, this is where Keeps comes in to save the day. Keeps offers the generic versions of the only two FDA approved hair loss products. They're the real deal. And they're also going to save you a fortune because they're generic. Right. So you're going to be saving money on that end. It's really simple to do, especially from your couch while you're maybe you're not locked down, but you're still on your couch because everyone's still scared to go outside these days. All you have to do is you go to the website, you answer a couple questions, you take a couple pictures of your hair and a doctor evaluates everything, recommends the right treatment for you, and they ship it directly to your door. So you can be lazy while you're saving your hair. You're welcome. We got you half off your first order right now. You can go to keeps.com slash Y. That is keeps.com slash W-H-Y. Keeps.com slash Y for 50% off your first order. Hundreds of protesters in Minneapolis took to the streets today uh, and yesterday to demand justice for George Floyd. Now, George Floyd was an unarmed man who uh, died after an officer uh, just put his knee to his neck, to his throat, as you can see if you are watching uh, and not listening on podcast. Uh, officer's knee directly on this man's throat, this man's neck. Uh, now, the video, there's a, what, an eight-minute video that's circulating online uh, that shows the man, uh, George Floyd, saying, please, please, I can't breathe. There were many bystanders, including, I believe, at least three other police officers who were there while this was going on. Uh, the bystanders were saying, you know, you're, you're stopping his breathing right now. Can you please stop? Uh, the officer continued to hold his knee there until they pulled a lifeless George Floyd away on the stretcher. Um, we will not play the video because it is uh, it's pretty graphic. It's tough to watch. It took me a while to even actually press the play button. I wanted to avoid it for as long as possible, but I felt like it was an important conversation to be had. Now, he was initially um, detained and arrested for forgery. Again, completely unarmed, Chad. And uh, this is how it ends with his death after being arrested and detained. And from what I saw, I saw a, another video of another angle. He was not he was not um, resisting. He was walking with the officers. Uh, nothing to to merit, I think, such such violence from the police officer. Yet I will bring up all we're hearing is white officer. Uh, you know, kills black unarmed man. And I don't see that part of the I don't see that part of the story in any of the fine print. What say you? There's a lot to analyze with that from him with his hand in his pocket. The fact that that's not normal procedural arrest uh, tactics. The, mm -hmm. There's two other police officers who are on him. He is handcuffed. He is unarmed. There's a lot of things that can be said. The, 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 the skin color thing doesn't enter into my mind any more than when I saw the, the situation in the assisted living home with, with an African-American gentleman who's beaten yeah. on, an, on an elderly white man. I, it's, it's not a skin color thing. It's not a race thing. It's an inhumanity to man thing, and I'm sick of it. Just don't be a crappy person. And unfortunately, we were seeing this. People say, well, you don't know the circumstances around it. Look, I'm one of the first people who always give the police officers the benefit of the doubt. 99% of them out there, they're good cops. They're good people who are trying to do a good thing that you try to come home to their family. This is not that situation. 
This is this is a bad situation. There was no excuse for this. I'll tell you how bad it was. I posed this question on on an upcoming episode of my show when we taped it. I said, if you were standing there and I asked our guys in the in the studio, I said, if you were standing there and you were had a concealed weapon, would you have pulled your gun on that cop mm-hmm. and demanded that he get off? Because you would have done that had that been just mm-hmm. another citizen. Yeah. You would have stopped that. I, I asked myself that question this morning, and I said, I believe, honestly, I would have no choice but to have pulled my weapon and, for, and, 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 and stopped that situation by force. Now, I might have taken a bullet for it, yeah. yep. but you know what? I don't think I could stand by and see that unfold mm. if I was an armed citizen. Mm, I I think that's that is there's so many questions that I have when I'm watching this video. And that's probably one of the biggest ones that I have is why there were so many people standing around videoing it, not doing anything. Have we been so conditioned to Mm. trust all authority as if it's the final authority that we don't push back? We don't fight anymore. We don't stand up for justice or, or what is right. And I think a situation like this, you know, I, I have my concealed carry license and I'm depending on when I walked up on the situation, it, it would be it'd be a tough decision for me. Yeah. It would. It'd it be would hard because I don't know unless I had all of the facts of the of the case and what was right. going on. I don't know if I Good would, point. but I <clears throat> but I would do something You'd like, like to I would believe want that you to, would. I would anyway, want to believe right? I would yeah. do something. That's tyranny. I mean, that is tyranny. That's that what is. tyranny looks like. Yeah. No, and I mean, I, you can't the boot on someone's neck. I mean, you can't get any more clear. I That's what tyranny looks like. agree with you. But but I don't think if if you didn't see it all yeah. play out and unfold from the very beginning, yeah, that's a, it would, that it would be hard. Point. It would yeah, be very right. hard. But I I mean, this is just I want to get past the point where we just continue to, to see this racial divide in our country and in. It's so inflammatory what the media does every single time there's a case like this, and I hate it. And I don't think that's what this is mm-hmm. at this point. This mm-hmm. truly is a case of a power-hungry cop yeah. just overstepping issue. his boundaries. Yeah. And again, it goes back to us questioning authority. Like, we've got to get back to a place in this country where we start questioning these things. And we start standing up and saying, I see you getting all happy over uh, here this, and this excited. Is, this is my libertarian This is my language. We have to. You think about the founding fathers and, and, you know, they they governed themselves and they they had they didn't have police out there having to govern them and make them abide by the law of the land and now we're seeing just too many instances i think now i love cops i'll make that disclaimer but there comes a time when you need to be limited in in your authority and what you can do and this is just a really sad case of someone overstepping that. Yeah, yeah most definitely this is uh going to force a lot of people to have some very uncomfortable conversations, mm-hmm. conversations that I've been having for years about this institution. Now the thing about this unfortunately when it gets limited to race is that we don't address that issue yeah. that mm-hmm. all of yes. you guys just mentioned yes. because first thing people pointed out white white cop Black man. So we we have this sort of conversation unarmed, unarmed right, yeah. and we're having this conversation about about race as if white and black people can't have any sort of interaction. Uh, but the ironic thing about all of this is that 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 the cop that was, as people were saying, stop. And they looked if you if you, you kind of look at his body language, it's almost as if some people were like stepping forward and he's telling them to get back was Asian. Yeah. He oh, wasn't. Yeah. He, yeah, wasn't he, was. he wasn't. He wasn't white. Yeah. And. We, 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 we played this whole uh, unarmed black man. I understand all of that. But 
the problem here is the actual institution, the, the, the teeth of the state mm-hmm. that that just killed that man. Mm-hmm. Right. That's the issue. But we never get to have that conversation because we're so focused on race. That's the issue. They now mm-hmm. both of you guys brought up a good point about w- concealed carrying, why we have it. What's the point of it? And to me, that's the instance. Right. Mm-hmm. I've always said that an aggressor is an aggressor. If he has a badge, if he doesn't have a badge, that's still an aggressor. It doesn't matter. And I'm not going out there to say telling people to go air out cops or anything like that. What I'm saying is, is that in the event that let's say one of those guys that charged, charged that that cop to get him off of him, you would have best believe if I came on the show the next day, I would have been defending that person. No matter if they shot him dead, I would have been defending them. That was the right thing to do. And again, that's the uncomfortable conversation that we all have to have is like, when is that sort of thing um, appropriate? I've always said that this is like he's the aggressor here, you know, Mm -hmm. and if he's the aggressor and if people react that way, the whole concealed carry, whether it be with 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 our weaponry and whatnot, it's not just simply applying to aggressor that is a citizen, because I can guarantee you if that was just four or three people just standing on top of that man, one on his neck and they were just regular citizens, mm-hmm. somebody would have jumped yeah. in. Yep. Somebody would have jumped in. Yeah. It would have been no question. And this is why I say that it's, an, it's, it's the issue here right now is with the power that they have and us looking at that like, oh, man, I, 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 I can't do anything. And unfortunately, it's sort of the conversation that we're having here. People <laughs> defend them at, at any turn, even when they're in, in the wrong. So let's have that conversation about this if we actually want some sort of resolution, because what's going to happen is, um, I, I feel like they're going to end up getting charged and then it's going to fall out the media cycle and we're going to forget about it. And then somebody some the other thing is going to happen again. And then we're going to play race instead of actually talking about the state. Yeah. Uh, and those of you out there who you're probably a, a police supporter, just like, you know, the rest of us would like to remind you, if you do, in fact, support police, the best thing you can do is call out the bad apples from the good ones. You're not doing yourself any favors to uh, continue to allow and enable bad behavior, ruin the whole bunch. Uh, all right. Can I just say, if I were a true conspiracy theorist, which I'm close. Oh, boy. Well, yeah, I was going to say, if, if you were a <laughs> There's true. There's a lot right but, here that the timing on this thing with everything yeah. else that's going on true. right now. Yeah. Uh, there, I mean, I don't like any of this. It yeah. stinks the high heaven. Hey, some, for whatever reasons, the social distancing thing went out the window. I'm seeing these protest blue check marks are, are yeah. authorizing these uh, these these protests advocating it, and now all of a sudden, I guess vibes just don't don't spread when you have protests yeah, and you're yeah. mad about right. something. Wait, wait a minute, that's actually not true because when people were uh, uh, you know had their guns and they were protesting Pretty about violent. this light yeah. lockdown, those people were mad at them. So yeah. it just goes to show that they were always full of crap when it came to the lockdown. I don't want to forget about that. Mm, all great points here at the table. <laughs> Woo! I feel like I was just taking a church. <laughs> all right, uh, we'll be back with more. First, we want to thank our sponsor. Laurel Springs. So obviously, as a parent, you want to encourage your children to pursue their dreams and provide opportunities that give them the best chance to succeed at life, right? Uh, Sometimes that means optimizing their routine, making it more flexible, more dynamic, so they have time to focus on the things that they really love. That is why there is Laurel Springs out there. Laurel Springs is an accredited online private school for students in K through 12th grade, uh, and they recognize that each child is a unique individual. They have their own personal interests. They have their own unique learning style. And Laurel Springs Flexible Learning Program offers challenging and diverse elective courses. Now, they are accredited by the Western Association of Schools and Colleges, which means their transcripts are recognized by colleges and universities 
worldwide. I know there's a lot of people who are looking for alternative ways to school your child right now. Would not be a bad decision to look into this. Go to laurelsprings.com slash why today. You can get a waived registration fee if you go there. It is laurelsprings.com slash why. That is W-H-Y, laurelsprings.com slash why. Right, there's a new report out from the CDC. Now, you're probably not going to hear this in mainstream media because it really shatters that whole narrative that uh, the coronavirus isn't the flu. It's way worse. So shut up about that. Well, it turns out uh, for the first time, the CDC has attempted to offer a real estimate of the death rate for COVID-19 and uh, under the most likely scenario. The number is 0.26%. Now, they estimate a 0.4% fatality rate among those who are symptomatic and then project a 35% rate of asymptomatic cases among those who are infected, which drops that overall infection fatality rate to 0.26%. Now, this is, uh, as it turns out, almost exactly where Stanford researchers said that it would end up about a month ago. Eric is just like, this is... I've been saying this for three months. It's frustrating. I know. It's so frustrating because I could see it coming a mile away. They can pretend that that data was not available from other countries, Mm -hmm. but it was always available, and it said the same thing. This this right there isn't news. It's just one of their, the government institutions saying, okay, well, we gotta admit it now. The, The cat's out the bag. Right. We put almost 40 million, probably more, people out of work for something that is probably even less likely to kill them as they drive home to work. I think we've got to be looking at people that advocated for these lockdowns and a more criminal behavior because I think that this is a problem here. I don't want this to happen again, but I'm sitting here looking at, I speak from a guy that's in the music industry, seeing all of these different venues, there's no closing down, this uh, reopening. It's, mm-hmm. we're not reopening, mm-hmm. we're done. Right. And that's frustrating to watch. These are people that have their own kids, their own mouths to feed, and they're all their livelihoods are under question. And we put all this fear in all of these individuals for something that's, for most of us, is just simply not the vast majority of people. Mm-hmm. It's not going to kill you, more than likely not even going to be hospitalized for this. This again, I want to start looking to the people that advocated this and not just that they kicked the can down the road for months, man, for for months. They continue to kick it down the road, even looking at this evidence. Hey, we're going to lock down for another three months. It's like this is absolutely criminal. And I'm looking to whether it be these government officials, governors and so forth. And I think some people need to be held liable because that was very, very, very irresponsible. This is no I don't want to look back at this and say as we reopen, it was like, well, it was okay. We didn't know that was not okay. And this is going to take a lot of time for us to recover, if at all, if we're ever going to get back to that point. And I want to look to some of these government officials and, and hold them liable for this because that's it's on them. I, I hate when we misspeak and we say the virus did this. The virus, COVID-19, mm-hmm. put people out of work. No, that the virus didn't do anything. Y'all did that. Y'all did that by forcing people into their homes, forcing people to shelter in place and making it illegal for them to do business. Mm, Amy. Yeah, but but when do we start asking what are the practical ways that we hold them accountable? That's true. Mm. Because we can all sit here, and I think we do. We're all sitting here saying they should be held accountable. They should be this. What do we do? Yeah. yeah. And and where do we go from here? I mean, I know we can try to vote them out. Uh, we can try to get them out of office. We, but 
ultimately, I think we have to start asking the legitimate question of, like, what can we do to hold these people accountable? Mm-hmm. Because there are people that are hurting. Uh, there are people that are not able to pay their mortgages. I mean, even down to that, what are the practical things that we can do to help Americans at this point? Mm-hmm. We're not actually addressing any of the practical things. And, <laughs> you know, it's it's been hurting everybody. Our business has been affected by it from every, every bit of the production line. Um, and, you know, I just... It's it doesn't sell ratings. It doesn't fit an agenda. We already know that's why they're not giving us this information. And, you know, I think we just have to start asking what can we practically do and get together and start doing it. Absolutely. Chad, uh, I want to bring this into the to the equation as well Mm -hmm. to add to Eric's point about all of the all of the people who are out of jobs. We've also got uh, the health and labor data uh, projecting 65,000 lives lost per month of lockdown in the United States, which is obviously greater than the loss from the virus because you're talking about 65,000 per month. Uh, You know, we've seen several different counties who have reported suicides that they usually see in one year seen in, you know, just a small amount of time because of the lockdowns, presumably. Uh, So that factors into the equation as well. I agree 100 percent with what you said, especially when you're talking about the jobs that have been shut down. Brad Hunstable came on our show. His son, he did a viral video that said, my son died from coronavirus, but not how you think. He killed himself because of the social distancing aspect. I was talking with Chad Robichaud just this morning, who is the founder and president of the Mighty Oaks Foundation. They take uh, warriors through their program, guys that these guys want to go in there because they know they're about to kill themselves. They're not worried about catching a cold. They're not worried about a virus. They're going to kill themselves. They've had to shut down all of their programs. They have four ranches nationwide. They've had to shut down all of their programs. They can't bring anybody in. Now, for them to be able to reopen after two and a half months, they can go to a quarter of the capacity at one ranch. It's absolutely ridiculous. So what they're seeing now is a huge uptick in veteran suicides, and not to mention the fact that the VA's counseling services has now gone to Zoom meetings. There is no one-on-one. So, I mean, what do you do? You take a guy with PTS, a guy who has seen it all, who's been all over the world, been in the sandbox, and, and watched his buddy's blown up and now he's home ready to eat a bullet you're gonna isolate him that's the worst thing you can do so you can save all your this is mark this is where i would normally cuss if you had time to bleep me out but this is this y'all save the sob stories i was in a restaurant in austin this week and this guy says i've lost three friends to this damn thing and i said what was wrong with them Nothing was wrong with them. Where'd they live? Two were in Spain, one was in Italy. I said, shut up! Exactly. Exactly. Stop it. Don't start taking the worst of the worst as a hotbed epicenter situation example and then everybody everybody like i know a cousin's aunt's ex-husband so true (laughs) i'm like shut up if i get it and i've said this on this show i've said it on my show if i get it next week and i'm dead in three weeks i still stand by every word i've said you got a 99.7 percent chance of recovering from this thing Mm -hmm. open this country back up I mean, Jesse Kelly, God, I hate mentioning Jesse we Kelly. Jesse. I mean, Jesse got to say something smart, and I got to quote it, and I'm like, I don't like Jesse Kelly. But Jesse said on Twitter today, he said, okay, well, what happens if we get a virus that requires seven feet of distancing right? and not six? I mean, it's the truth. They've said everything and taken it back. If need masks, don't need masks. It's not on surfaces anymore. Can't pass it from an animal to a person. I mean, what, what in the world's going on? You and I were in my dressing room making out yesterday, and you and I are completely healthy, Sarah. I don't 
don't even have a I sniffle mean, yet. You got to determine your own personal risk factor. Yeah, I'm willing to take it, boo. <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> anyway, uh, I will say just to add my uh, my portion to the conversation, um, I do hope that at least the history books look back and reflect on how horribly Thank you we for treated, that. Yeah. especially we treated our mental, you know, yeah. the mentally ill. That's exactly what I wanted health. to say before Eric got me fired up. <laughs> my bad. I, I just, it needs to, I mean, there are so many subsets of, of this nation it's that we true. completely forgot about mm-hmm. and then claim to talk about how much we really care about they, they have the mo- They act like they That's have right. the more high ground. Right. They don't have any of that. It's the no. same pattern of, of the folks on the left who are saying, we're the elites, y'all are the ignorant Trump-tards. Yeah. Their word, not mine. And, and they're better than us. And you're exactly right. We look back now on the Hong Kong flu. We look back on the swine flu, Spanish flu, all these different things. And we say, okay, history judges it. They're going to look back on this one day and they're going to say this was the biggest yes. farce that was ever yes. foisted on the American people in yep. the history of the United States. Yeah. Amen. Mark my words. Amen. You and, were right for the last three months. And if, and if they don't say that in history books, that's because they're trying to indoctrinate all our children and they're Burn wrong. those books okay? and send them to that homeschooling thing we just talked about. <laughs> uh, by the way, we gotta, we got to take a break, but we, first we want to thank our sponsor, CLT Exam. Love so CLT. by the way, um, if you, Joe, we just talked about Laurel Springs. If you just put your kid through, you know, through this school. Maybe it was Laurel Springs. If not, it should have been. Okay. But now you're faced with uh, your kid who needs to take SAT, ACT, whatever that may be. And they couldn't, they can't take any of them because they've, they've just done away with all of the testing, just like everything else. Uh, As it turns out, you can't take the SAT and ACT on a Zoom meeting. Yeah. They've canceled them for this year. Yeah. They won't, they won't do it. They've just completely canceled them. Uh, So that is where CLT comes in. It is called the classic learning test. And, uh, you know, high stakes tests like the SAT and ACT drive institution and curriculum. And, you know, you've got the College Board who owns the SAT, who is a far left organization. Uh, Just last year, the College Board had students reading Bernie Sanders op ed on the SAT. So you've got that factor going on. But uh, the classic learning test, the CLT, has been around for just over four years, and they've already been adopted by more than 200 colleges, and nearly every college will now consider CLT scores at least as a supplemental component of application. It's shorter than the SAT and the ACT, and they can do it right now. They're doing it through remote proctoring technology. They have already they have already gone through all of the finalization of this type of technology before this pandemic even hit. They were already prepared for this. Now, the final CLT of the year uh, is June 20th. It is rapidly approaching. So the other tests are canceled. You might as well go for the CLT, okay? If you know a high schooler or have one yourself, don't miss out. Save your seat and register today. You can go to cltexam.com. That is cltexam.com. Spots are very limited. They are filling up very quickly. cltexam.com. All right, we're all about humiliating MSNBC reporters on the show. So let's go ahead and do that. MSNBC reporter Cal Perry was doing a live segment from Lake Geneva, uh, and he was complaining. He was very upset that no one was wearing masks. He was mask shaming everyone. And he got quite the surprise when a bystander turned it around on him and his crew. Watch. So are the people there just not worried about it, Cal? Are they not worried about their own personal safety? Cal. <laughs> Look at their face. I haven't met anybody who is. I met some folks actually from Lake Geneva who lived in the area. They were staying a few miles outside of town where I were. And they said they're worried about it. They're worried about that second spike. They're worried about folks coming in from Chicago. 
but they'll quickly add at the same time this is a place that relies on that business i think people here want a little bit more funding when it comes to these programs so that they could stay closed but again i think people felt like the supreme court made the decision here in wisconsin that it was time to open up but you can see here just around nobody's wearing them nobody's uh there you go including the camera yeah Breaking okay. <laughs> images, Cal Perry. Cal, thank you very much. And Kathy Park, you are. Oh my got God. called out by Ted dancing in a Packers jersey. <laughs> I don't know if the guy even realized what he was saying, including the cameraman. Yeah, that's right. Oh crap! Oh, crap. None of my staff have masks on. Yeah, Dang and it! Listen, the guy actually he says. Half of your crew are not wearing masks. Which they weren't. You, the there's alternative footage I think it's him. It's from him. It's that guy on camera. And you can is. see all the rest of the guys are hanging out. And they're all like, oh, crap. We didn't think we were actually going to be on the camera. The camera guy even turns towards them. <laughs> yes. It's one of them, oh, sh- man. It's, you know, you're like, oh. oh. Cal, I mean, Cal defers to him. He's like, I mean, look at this guy right here. And the guy's like. Yeah, look at all of you. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> this is funny. This is like watching National Enquirer television is what this is. This is the so star. You, you know what I'm saying? You love to see it, Eric. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Anything with MSNBC or BSNBC yeah. or whatever, uh, you know, taking L's. I'm all about that. All about it. <laughs> Mask is just so, it's giving people a false sense yeah, of security. security. I went to and it's a virtue signal that I just can't yes. Deal with. I, I'm so I went to some convenience store the other day and I see this lady in front of me and and I didn't wear a mask and she had her mask on. She lays out her hand sanitizers on the buggy, mm. pushes everything around, wipes everything down, shake it up, and then proceeds to use her you know ungloved finger. To touch the keypad that everybody else has been touching, mm-hmm. didn't wipe it down, didn't use it, and then proceeds to touch your face. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, so what do they do? As soon as you go to check out, you're supposed to have your mask and your all the stuff on. Which, by the way, the virologists that are out there that are truly being honest with no political gain are saying, don't wear gloves. Yeah, don't wear gloves. They're going to turn that debit machine to you, and they expect you to punch in your pin number that. Everybody has touched all day long. I mean, it's this. People have no idea how germs work. They have no No, idea. No, they don't. But if I sneeze on the cereal in the grocery store, and then somebody comes along and touches it, and then, you know, they're like, and they put it back on the thing, and then some lady rubs her hands through her hair or whatever. Whatever that virus was, it's gone at that point. It's dead. It's, It's gone. That's it. All right. It's not like it thinks just sitting around lurking like the little cartoon <laughs> COVID thing that's waiting to just jump down your throat. Yeah. That's just not how it works. And people, they're, they're worrying about you have no money. You have no idea how much stuff you're ingesting day in and day out yeah. all day long. People swallow. They say like, what, a dozen spiders yeah. a year oh. while they're sleeping? <laughs> how much germs you think are I mean, come on. Oh, you I, and I were just kissing in my dressing room oh yesterday. Oh, my God. Here we go again. This is how we get started, Chad. we got to take a break. We really should hire HR around here. <laughs> Better security. Kearney. Oh. Oh. <laughs> All right, yesterday's poll, do... Trump's tweets help or hurt his chances at getting reelected. 64% of you said help. 36% of you said hurt. I don't, I, I don't know. I feel like his base is going to vote for him regardless of whether or not he tweets crazy stuff. Not so much for the independents. 
That's all I'm saying, guys. All right. Love you. But that's all I'm saying. Uh, today's today's poll. Which celebrity? This is this is quote. And I'm going to do air quotes because this is in quotations. Which celebrity has the biggest case of TDS? Kathy Griffin, Bette Midler, Alyssa Milano or Robert De Niro? I think I'm going Alyssa. I voted on Twitter, and I was shocked. I voted Bette Midler, okay. and I have my reasons for why, because okay. she's unhinged. Yeah. But nobody else is voting for Bette. Yeah, well, that's... The Twitter crowd, the, maybe they don't know who Bette is. You the underdog, her. I guess. Who do you yeah. think? I started to feel bad. Is there a E, all of the above? Yeah, yeah I know. That's I'm what just going to... Gonna, uh, it's just all-encompassed for that's me. That's what there yeah. needs to be, Eric. Probably Milano. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Probably Milano. <laughs> Lady's loony, man. She really like, is. She really like, yeah. like seriously, like she, she's. Yeah. I don't know she though. Isn't Kathy? Is she the only one that's actually made death threats? Well, she's loony towards too. Towards the president. The crazy. last one. She's like, I hope he shoves <laughs> a fridge full of air into himself and kills himself. Right, okay, wow. Kathy, there's nothing going on up here that's crazy. All right. I want to date her. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we were in the dressing room. Yeah.